here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> I think we just blew all of my my enthusiastic energy before we started recording in that 15-20 minutes. <laughs> Alright, so welcome to the show that sucks. We are the guys that suck along with it. We are vacuums. Our name are Hoover and Dyson, baby. There you go. That's right. I Hoover killed, and Dyson. I killed mankind. I'm Bob Hoover, and that's Joe Dyson. Men like you. And we're the show that sucks. Thought it up. You don't know what it's like to create a life, to feel it growing inside of you. All you know is death and destruction. Mom! Mom! I think we need to be a little more constructive here, okay? Okay. <laughs> if, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that is, a, uh, that is an excerpt from the film Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Judgment Day, yes. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Again, I'm Bob Hoover. <laughs> that's Joe Dyson. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's all. I got to learn. I was listening to, we'll get into this. I was listening to the regular radio because of extenuating circumstances. And uh, <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Serious. XM. Serious. XM serious. <laughs> and <laughs> so I, I've- Pun number one. I refuse to put another satellite radio into my car right now at this point in time. Yeah. And so I'm listening to regular radio. In Sacramento, I'm sorry. This, yeah, that's the worst part of the whole ordeal. Sacramento radio is awful. Like every fucking station is awful. Add a G to it, man. It's awful. <laughs> Good awful. And awful. Uh, I ended up we if uh, if you're scrolling through all the AM channels, I need my scroll. You can get 1070 KNX from LA, dude. They're like a hundred thousand watt blowtorch. Without going into a long diatribe about it, my one joy, my one joy about driving to L.A. when I used to have to do it twice a month for because you know I was whipped, I was whipped by the pussy, right? Was was when you get to that point at the top of the grapevine uh-huh. when you could start hearing Big Boy in the morning on L.A. radio. I never listened to Big Boy in the morning. You know oh. why? Because he's awful. Oh. That was at the the epitome of hip hop when hip hop was at its best and still original. You know, Big Boy's a transvestite, right? I don't give a fuck. Okay, oh, it's ta- not at its best and it's original. Are you he, talking about Deuce Bigelow? No, Big Boy. Yeah, Big Boy in the morning. He's a transvestite. No, you know, because the movie Deuce Bigelow, he's there's a scene where he's dressed like a woman. Yeah, he's all. Did someone say say steak? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's good. not because of Deuce Bigelow. He's he's been a transvestite for a long time. Okay. Well, happy, uh, good for him. I don't give a fuck. I know. I'm just adding to the conversation, Joe. Do <laughs> uh, you want to mention he's black too? Yeah, he's black. Oh, that's awesome. Again, he's, he's African American. He, he's a fucking terrible radio announcer. No. Okay. He's terrible. Okay. They're all terrible, Joe. Okay. There's only there's like a handful of good guys, and I'll name them. I'll name them right off the bat: Howard Stern, Don and Mike, Opie and Anthony, Paul Marshall. That's it. The rest can go suck ass. Okay. Um, Joe Benson, but he's on SiriusXM. High horse. Hold on. This was back in '99. I don't care. I wanted to get in. I, I, I have. I was having a fucking story about what was going on, you, and I got to. You bum gotta, rushed my show. No, you bum rushed my show. <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't gonna go a long thing. You had to do. You had to. So uh, I, I have to get. I have to get a life story from Joe that, about uh, Big Boy in the morning on fucking the Great Big Boy. Boy likes to wear garter belts and uh, booby tassels. Yeah. So get <laughs> what on with the it. Fuck? <laughs> my one 
thing, one besides, you know, getting laid, my one other pleasure about getting up to the top of the grapevine was I could finally hear an LA radio station. And it would be Big Boy in the morning. For me, it was KLOS. Because it was cool because Big Boy would do interviews with, you know, hip-hop artists and stuff. And he, he had a great sense of humor. He's funny. He was full of energy. And they would do this thing called uh, Gotcha or something like that where they play, you know, phone pranks on people. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and, real original. Oh, God damn it. This was back in 99. Doesn't matter. Anyway, because I, I didn't listen to a whole lot of local radio. But I'm just saying that that was the one, the one little... <laughs> thing about going to LA that I could enjoy <laughs> big boy in the morning I forgot where I was going with my whole thing so it doesn't matter <laughs> I know I was talking about KNX 1070 oh you said you could hear a radio station all the way down yeah yeah, I know because you're listening to local radio I know satellite let me gone. fucking finish shut up <laughs> you're still a virgin fucking <laughs> chatty cunt <laughs> the 9-11 annihilator so all Dutch I, brothers yeah try it now are you gonna stop talking for like three minutes. I not even three minutes, thirty seconds. You bet you can't do it for thirty seconds. I win. Thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I was mimicking the radio stations as I normally do. Yeah. And, and you can't mimic the, the FM AM the I can't F, mimic the FM stations because there's just mostly commercial shit. So I I was flipping through all of them. A AM. I mean, literally, I went through every single station that is in Sacramento, and then I landed on uh, eleven forty, which had Scott Farrell. Scott Farrell, dogs like this. Hi, I'm Scott Farrell. Oh my we're god. On, we're on. Uh, we're on like hundred fifty billion stations. And, you know, it's, uh, it's Farrell on the bench. Farrell on the bench. <laughs> screw my lawyer. But he's fun to listen to. He's he's fun to listen to because he does sports. But he also sports. has like. For every three minutes that he talks, he has like ten minutes of commercials. Ugh. It gets annoying. So I flipped over. Oh, like over. watching an episode of Preacher. I told you, thirty seconds. <laughs> Anything on AMC, pretty much. So I flipped over to KMC K KNX ten seventy, and they had the uh, the all they do is just news twenty four hours a day, right? It's boring. Every it's all boring, 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 boring. And yeah, exactly. The fucking peanuts. Donald Trump. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Yeah, it's. So, <laughs> I I wanted to get the staccato down of the you know news and weather together. You know, it's a uh, it's life traffic on the one hundred and one <laughs> on the four hundred and five. We got a little bit of heavy slowing down at the uh, at the at whatever overpass i can't remember the name of the overpass you know at the at the split right there at the ventura freeway the 405 oh, yeah. uh, the 134 is clear sailing all the way down into hollywood on the five we got a little bit of an accident on the 118 we got a slow down because some jerk off is pulled over in a track trailer truck checking his tires over on the one tad you know and it just goes on like that right you know what's fucking funny about you doing that is what? that if we if you were doing that exact character while we were doing the trivia, the useless trivia, uh -huh. you would have been losing your shit because I would be—I was laughing. Oh no, I would have been fucking laughing too. I, <laughs> but right you now know? you're like totally into it. And yeah, you was, know what you're doing. It's because I'm not fucking looking at you. <laughs> so I, when I'm, I, am I, I that I'm just, fucking funny looking? Yeah, no, I, if I don't focus on what you are doing, yeah. I can rattle that shit off uh -huh. as I'm doing it. You know, you know, uh, oh the watch had blah 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 blah. We got a car flipped over in flames. <laughs> Ambulances are on the way, and four or five lanes are shut down, so everybody has to get over. It's going to be about a two-hour wait, folks. So, you know, smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them. Fucking shit. <laughs> God damn it. 
and <laughs> by a second. And and then you know you know and then every every ten to twenty minutes, news and weather traffic together. Blah blah blah. Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm coming right now after this after this station break. We're gonna have sports with you know, Gene Curdle, <laughs> milk curdled milk with curdled milk. You know, and then the curdled milk come on, and then he, it, so doing that, and I flipped through and. And it went back to eleven forty, mm-hmm. and they and then Pharrell's like, "We got a we got a sports update coming up at the top of the hour," <laughs> and that's how he talks, man. And his fucking voice, like Ned Gerblansky. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it's it's like um, it's like Larry King, but oh. <laughs> with the with the fucking awful smoker's voice, right? Yeah, it's, it's an awesome voice. I love the voice. Uh, Pharrell on the bench, so. So it goes from Frell on the bench, you know, you know, the shuffle him down to Buffalo. That's oh, how he talks. Yeah. Who's next up on the bench? You know, <laughs> light him up. Let's get him out. Let's get him going. Yeah. You know, have an amana, 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 amana. And then, then, you know, and then he, then he cuts to, you know, back at two and two. And uh, he has this sports guy come on and the sports guy. Hold on a second. I need to look something up so I can actually do his. Uh, oh, I can do it. this fucking voice. Sports scores. Let's go. We can do baseball scores, right? Baseball. Baseball score. Have you seen my wiener? Don't make it. So, so this is what the guy does. Okay. <laughs> so basically, in order to be a fucking news reporter for any station that can do sports, this is how you have to talk. And this is how this guy does. So in Major League Baseball today, Baltimore beat Texas twelve to one. Pittsburgh beat Milwaukee four to three. Philadelphia over Miami five to two. Boston Toronto Boston five. Toronto four. Can I tell you something? Arizona eleven. Cincinnati two on home runs from blah blah. Two home runs in one night. It was amazing. Do you know why I don't have a general problem with that? Because there are times, not always, but there are times when a voice like that is calming and soothing. It's fucking boring. <laughs> It's it's like having a, a I don't know a cup of tea with no flavor. All, the dude, it's still comforting. It it's At like times. having me on the radio just dour. <laughs> Orioles twelve, Rangers one. Dylan Bundy was a winning pitcher. Chris Davis, first baseman, was two for four, two runs, two home runs, has sixteen for the whole season, six RBIs on a walk. Seth Smith, who was the losing pitcher, two, he's two and four. He uh, he allowed two runs, a home run, RBI. And a, and a strike. <coughs> That's how he talks. <coughs> Instead of, you know, the Pirates beat the Brewers 4-3 to three today. <laughs> Ivan Nova fucking rocked it, man. <laughs> six innings pitch, 10 hits, three run runs, six Ks. Francisco Cervelli, two, two for three, a run. His fifth homer of the year just belted it out of the park. And I got an arbor. Uh, Hector Velasquez. Yeah. Josh Harris's <laughs> second baseman. He was one for four of the home run on his 11th. Two RBIs. Red Sox hammered the Jays five to four. Hector Velazquez, winning pitcher, two and one. Four innings pitch, two hits, zero earned runs, three Ks. Hanley Ramirez for the first baseman for the Red Sox, two for six, run, home run, 15 for the season, RBI and a walk. Dustin Pedroia, second baseman, two for seven, run, home run, on the fifth on the season, two RBIs. One hit, one goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Ah, don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> I wish I could do the Bob Uecker voice, but I can't. I guess that's added to his uniqueness and his nose. So yeah, so I flipped over to 950K High, and we're gonna get into Venture Brothers here in just a second. Oh, is that what we're doing with this show? Sucks. Yeah, 
but I wanted to get into this because this is fucking hilarious. Kahi? Kahi. Kahi. Kaki. So there's, this is, this is Kahi's morning schedule. Savage. The Doug Steven Good Day Show. Good day. 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., everybody, they have the Kahi morning news. Kahi. After that, it's 9 a.m. to noon with the Dave Ramsey Show, where Dave Ramsey, Ramsey talks about, listen to this, Dave Ramsey talks about personal finance. Join more than 4 million listeners participating in life-changing radio each Wednesday, or each weekday, I'm sorry. <laughs> Noon to 1 p.m. is the K-High New News, which locally focused news, traffic, weather, business, and local happenings, presented to you by Mary J. Pop, the K-High News team. From one, from 1 to 4 is Michael Savage. Michael Savage unearths the truth about liberalism, borders, language, and culture each weekday on the Savage Nation. Give me 15 minutes, I'll give you America. Dude, you sound like you've been practicing this shit. <laughs> You're, this is like your good morning Vietnam yeah. moment. From 4 to 6 p.m. is the K-High Afternoon News with Casey Freelove, the K-High News team, locally focused news, traffic, weather, business, and local happenings, plus state and national news as it breaks. And then after that, Mary J. Pop is the Pop-Off Show. Pop-Off with Mary J. Pop is a fast-paced magazine radio show dedicated to keeping you on the cutting edge of today's hot-button issues. <laughs> Did you... Did you by chance You need a napkin to spit into Oh shit I almost blew out my fucking lungs on that one Goddamn Lunger Hey Guess what I'm not done man Oh shit Yeah what Um Sports byline with Ron Barr Live sports talk and a little pop culture Every day 7 to 10 p.m. From 10 to 11 The Alex Jones Show I can't do that voice right oh, now Oh that's right Remember the, the, the one of cowboy From Tombstone that didn't get killed, um, Ike Clanton. Yeah. Right? Do you know who played him in the movie? No. Stephen fucking Lang. Stephen Lang? From Don't Breathe in Avatar. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I was watching it the other day uh, with my son because he's going through a Western phase. Good for him. And Love you, Campbell. And he fucking, uh, we're watching it. I'm like, holy fuck. That's I, the whole time. I've, you know how many times I've seen Tombstone and that scene where he's like, What's wrong with him? And the guy, the he's a longer. Longer. He goes, well, I hope you die. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't talk to a cowboy like that. Dude, you cut your goddamn pimp's heart out. From 11 to midnight, they redo the pop-off with Mary Jane Pop Show. Okay. So why don't they just hire us to do the entertainment show for an hour? <laughs> How awesome would that be? I could totally do just just fuck. I could, I could do fuck all voices. Welcome to, welcome to the jerk-off show. I'm Joe. Uh, that's Joe. Um, I'm We're Man- a couple of average Joes. I'm, uh, I've changed my name. It's uh, now Manny Masturbator. Yeah. I'm Joe Michaels, and that's Joe Spiegels. Manny Masturbator on the megaphone. <sighs> I'm Carotid Artery. <laughs> Carter Artery. Carotid Artery. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> you want some perspective? Or it, it, a change of perspective. No, well, I wasn't done with the Alex Jones show. Oh, I'm I all over the, come on, Jones. let me be all over, please. Come on. No, let me finish the Alex Jones show. Alex Jones is this guy that's this fucking, he's, uh, he's on InfoWars. Yeah. And he was talking last night about how there's this fucking YouTube video, blah, blah, blah. It's got 8 million views. And, you know, and by the end of the weekend, it's going to have over 50 million views. Because, quote, unquote, I know how the algorithm works. So I yelled at the radio. He's cracked the code. I said, how the fuck do you know that how the algorithm works? There are people that are experts that don't know how the algorithm works. But Alex Jones, Look, oh my God. 
Look. He fucking knows how the algorithm works. Hey, in this life, you got to have more than just rhythm, brother. This you got to have starts. the algorithm. I know how the al- I know how it works. The algorithm. That guy complained about the water turning our frogs into homosexuals. Yeah. Well, here's the guy that says it's going to have 50 million views. <laughs> Guy's interesting to listen to, but so, he's fucking out I of want there. you he- to show me where on his channel he has anywhere near a million views on any one of his fucking videos. None there. <laughs> None there. None I, there. I don't see nothing. Uh, not, none there. Oh, there's this one, but this is this is this one. Yeah, they go to the, the highest one, the Obama Deception HQ Full A Virgin. <laughs> virgin, not Virgin. Same difference. God, I hate this shit. You're you're killing my buzz, man. Yeah. So this is it. I mean, this is all the stuff. Fucking Alex shows why the left hates America. <laughs> you're not Carly. Have Cross. you ever seen the back of a dollar bill on weed? Who are those guys behind oh, the this, this is the way this guy talks. To attack and demonize. Or any idiot. I'm Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, and that'd be great if you didn't sound like a fucking weirdo prick when you're saying it. So, dear K-Hi, hire us. Because <laughs> we could do the Venture Brothers. You missed that opportunity. Why? K-Hire us. K-Hire us? K-Hi. K-Hire us. K-Hire us. <laughs> Okay, hire us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have a fucking opening from eleven to midnight. I swear, I'll be nice. I won't swear. I won't cuss on the radio. Oh God, that's like, that's like weaning. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. <laughs> it's local. It's right off of Lincoln Way. All I have to do is just drive right up the road, and every day from eleven p.m. to midnight. Yeah. Now, we don't even have to do a live show. We can just do it in the afternoons and just make up phone calls. There's a, there's a. We could do an entertainment show and fucking blow up the radio. There's a fucking, a scuff on your table that looks exactly like the shape of the Metallica emblem. Really? Yeah, it's like a batarang almost. Batarang. Yeah. Why are you fucking with it? I'm not fucking. It's just there. It's Leave part. It alone. It, it's indubitable, man. It's right there. Indubitable. Indubitable. All right, so let's get this show started. Oh, <laughs> it's 18 minutes in. Don't you mean let's get this show sucking? It's 18 minutes past the hour. <laughs> This episode would be almost <laughs> over, you fuck. It's 22 minutes long. It's the incredible Mr. Brisby. All right, all right. So, and we're watching the Venture Brothers here as they take on Walt Disney World. Great. All right. So before I forget again, because yeah. I had to write it down because I got short term going on right now. Don't forget to press so, play, people. <laughs> all right. I, I decided... The other day when my kids woke up with me and my sons, they're old enough now to watch certain kinds of R-rated material. It's fine. Fuck right. you. You parent your own kids. I parent my own, my own way. All right? yeah. Stop yeah. judging me, motherfuckers. So I, I was like, I was scrolling through the HBO, you know, uh, on demand, and there's a shit ton of it. I are, mean, you, are you going to let them watch the Game of Thrones rape scenes? No, I, I just <laughs> didn't feel like starting Game of Thrones all over again with all this other shit I need to watch. So I want to, though, because... Well, I'll talk about this on a later podcast, but that fucking first episode of the new season, I was like, I didn't realize how much I was missing Game of Thrones. That's how good it was to me. Um, but yeah, the opening scene was pretty fucking spectacular. Oh, I oh, we can talk about it. Well, I, was I, I don't s- want to because I was going to save it for the for the actual show, you know, for yeah. the, the review show. But um, yeah. So anyway, um, what the fuck was I talking about? Game of Thrones. Before you Game were of Thrones. fucking kids and oh, so watch. anyway, we watched the. 
So I'm scrolling through their on demand and shit, right? And then you change the subject with the Game of Thrones motherfucker. And so I went through, I was scrolling through all these yeah, goddamn movies. They have hundreds of movies on there that you can watch for free. Right. And I'm scrolling through, scrolling through, because sometimes you get tired of the Netflix, you know, stuff. So I came across Shoot 'em Up. And I thought about, well, a character that has the gimmick where you just choose on a fucking carrot. And I remember, I remember this fucking vividly. When that movie came out and I rented it, back in 2007, I was still married, going through, that was near the end of my marriage. I was going through fucking hell at that Uh time, right? And (laughs) I remember watching the movie and I thought it was fucking dumb, stupid, waste of time. It sucked ass in every single way whatsoever. That movie sucked. Right? Still does. Right? So, I watched it again last fucking Saturday or Sunday or whatever, right? Uh Uh-huh. And... (laughs) Dude, that movie is fucking hilarious. It is so dumb. It is so over the top. It is so purposely bad acted. All of it is intentionally bad, and that's why it's fucking awesome because that whole movie is hilarious. I, there's not many movies that when the first time I see it, I didn't like it at all, and then I see it again and my, and, you know, years later, and my perspective completely changed on it. And that's what happened with Shoot 'em Up. It's, I, I don't think I'm ever going to go out and buy it or anything like that. It's not. I don't like it that much, but I fucking loved it the second time. It was like Hardcore Henry before Hardcore Henry, and it was like Crank, but with Clive Owen instead of Jason Statham doing a bunch of drugs and shit. It, it was fucking... It was hilarious. Hey, Pop, black guy. The, the, <laughs> em, the overemphasis on him fucking chewing on carrots, the dumb action scenes where he's sliding on oil and fucking... Hilarious. Goddamn hilarious. I, I can't believe that I didn't... I, I mean, shit. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Your perspectives can change if you know, depending on what you're going through at the time. I guess. What mood you're going through, whatever outlook you have on life at the time. All that shit. No, I'm pretty sure that that movie still sucks, in my opinion. Watch it again. Don't need to. <sighs> well, yeah, you, I've seen it like three or four times. You, okay, now I've, I've seen it twice, okay? I saw it in 2007. Now I just saw it now in 2017. And <laughs> 2017 was fucking hilarious. And another good part is it's short as fuck. It's not that long, so it doesn't have enough time to wear itself out. Because even Paul Giamatti's in there, and he fucking chews the scenery greatly as well. Little known fact about this. Crank and Shoot 'Em Up came out a year apart from each other. They have Their their protagonists are almost exactly the same in their experiences and everything. Uh-huh. And, and also, um, there was people that were on both movies that, that filmed scenes and, and, and wrote, or wrote for it or whatever, or produced it. Yeah, there was like all these weird connections that, you know, you could tell that there was some kind of companionship between the, the productions or something. Crank and uh, shoot them up. Yeah. You take over before I go off into some other fucking tangent that I, I just, damn. Oh, what should I talk about? Brain fun. Well, you could talk about two recent deaths that two, happened. Two recent deaths? Two recent deaths that happened. Uh, major actors. They, they're in debt? Well, not anymore because they, they don't take it with you when you go. How do you know? <laughs> well, that's what the Lord says. That's what the Lord says. The Lord he says. That's that's okay. That's what Auntie uh, Perspiry over there on the fucking corner said to me. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Auntie Perspiry. <laughs> Auntie Perspiry. Have you ever seen something like a stand-up comedy? Talk about this fucking. Have you ever show? seen like a like a stand-up comedy special or something? And the whole thing's just okay. It's entertaining enough to watch, but nothing great happens the whole time. You're not, not you never have any butt gusting moments, right? No. But then all of a sudden, 
one super fucking hilarious thing happens <laughs> and it's like it makes the whole thing worth watching just to have that one hilarious over side splitting moment okay that's what I saw with this um, there's this uh, Cedric, new Cedric the Entertainer stand up special it's like an hour long on Netflix Ugh. and the whole thing's decent I love Cedric the Entertainer I, 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 I love his ca- character he's, his charisma I don't find him funny yeah you don't I never did I he, look he played he played whatever in that Chris Rock movie, didn't he? He played like some fucking agent or whatever. Like I'm gonna take the hangers. Wasn't that him? <laughs> <laughs> he don't need no hangers. So that was top five. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, the, like a fuck a, that. That's garbage. He's not funny. He's I, I'm sure he has he's had his moments, but those moments are past. I don't find Cedric the Entertainer interesting. Okay. I, I never did. You I think he tried. I I think it's just that he, he wanted to be Bernie Mac so bad that he he would do anything to be Bernie Mac. I never got that impression from him at all. The guy seemed to do his own thing and and just don't. So anyway, the stand up that he had, the whole thing was you know entertaining to watch. You know, it's like it's like chilling with a guy that you. That you like, you know, that you you love to hear him talk, right? It, it's kind of like that. It, but then it gets to this this joke, like Come right on, before bro, the end that. of the special, and it, the, I'm not gonna tell it myself because I just it'll sound like shit. But it was the the the, the build up to it to the punchline, and then the delivery of the punchline was fucking hilarious. It, oh, I know what I watched. Anyways, I'm sorry. I, I, so that that was um, it was the Netflix uh, stand up that he just did. Um, I. I don't know where it is, but anyway, I just I don't I don't find him funny. That's all. Like uh-huh. I said, oh, did did you ever watch Lemony Snicket's movie? The one on Netflix, the one from two thousand four yes. with Jim Carrey. Cedric the Entertainer was in that. Did you like him in that? It was okay. I didn't like the movie enough to watch it more than a couple times. It has, but it was like because I you know I. I'd turn it off and then come back to it yeah. and then turn it off. And well, I, I, it's like it's like with Finding Nemo and a bunch of other kids movies, kids relatable movies. Is I watched those with my kids when they were really young. So I, I'm sure he's good in some stuff, but look, I mean, Barbershop Two, Johnson Family Vacation. Uh, I'm not even going to mention. I'm not don't, mentioning don't the, mention, the, the, the mention, fucking good ones. Don't even mention the fucking <laughs> the worst fucking <laughs> the honeymooners. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you see on the code name the cleaner? Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins, Street Kings. Do you, uh, do you ever watch Be Cool, the sequel to Get Shorty? Yeah, that's why I didn't mention it in here. I'm just I'm mentioning the shit ones. Well, I'm just saying Dance Foo, Larry Crown, The Haunted okay, House. So Hollywood has given him a shitload of shitty movies. Haunted mo- House Two, Planes, okay. Fire and Rescue, Barbershop, The Next Cut. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn it, dude, you. you. Why are you taking the jam out with Marcelli, bro? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> you are hating hardcore on Cedric the Entertainer, man. What the fuck? It's because it's he's, he's, he's a tool. He's just so black. He's <laughs> just so black. <laughs> All right, so. Joe, black guy. So, no. Uh, um, fuck it, man. I, I guess you don't like Cedric D. <laughs> it's not that I don't like him. It's just that he's a fucking tool. He's a fucking tool. He's on. Did you? I mean, if here, he was originally the host on the Showtime at Apollo. Did you watch that? Did have you ever watched the Showtime? I watched um, the Comic View that was on BET. I watched that a lot. I watched. I watched it Showtime at the Apollo with Uh Cedric the Entertainer as the host. Uh He's fucking awful there. 
I mean, I never watched Comic View. I did watch some of the Deaf Comedy Jam. It wasn't that he wasn't funny in that. And there were some great fucking comics, though. Uh, he was best known for co-starring with Steve Harvey on the yeah, Steve Harvey show. Got, you know who came up in Deaf Comedy Jam, Fuck right? Fuck Steve Harvey. Chris Tucker. Yeah. He starred as Eddie in Barbershop, which is another shit movie. Barbershop he, is not a shit movie. He hosted the 12th season of daytime version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Wow. Dude, why are you going out your way to hate on Cedric the Entertainer? I, I'm just, no, I'm not hating on him. I'm hating on the fact that these are fucking just garbage, garbage fucking movies that he was in. Barbershop 2, Back in Business, Ride, Serving Sarah, Johnson Family on Vacation, Man of the House. I, I, I absolutely love this character and be cool. So He even gives a speech about... Um, but when he wants to be good... He's fucking fantastic. I that's think, why I only named the shows that were shitty. I know. I think that that that's that could be part of the Hollywood casting system, man. I, I just, you know, it's like, oh, you got to take what you can get, right? And and it's like, oh, we'll just do another our version of Big Mama's House or, or something. You uh -huh. know, the same old, same old stereotypical bullshit, right? Uh, so I think you grab what you can. I, I no, I can't describe any better than that. So, <laughs> all right. So, anyway, <laughs> fuck it. Let's talk about a couple people who died. <laughs> That's what I wanted to lead into was cares? a couple people who died this week. Do, really? This month. Do right. we need to talk about them? Yeah. Why? Because they're, they're worth a mention. Really? They are worth a mention. Yes. Yes, they are, Mike. First one, George so, A. Romero. Who fucking cares? Okay. Cool guy. But who cares? I, I don't I don't understand this, Joe. I don't understand why the fuck we care about talking about celebrities that are dead. I don't understand this, Mike. I don't understand why every Explain time I bring up dead the fucking celebrities, thing to me. you give the same exact speech every single time, Mike. Yes, because you never fucking explain why we have to talk about this shit. Because you being the exception, I don't have to explain usually to anyone with, who but it's not watches important. or listens it's not to these actors. It's not important. They died. Okay, moving forward. We got to fucking write a eulogy. Let me write my eulogy to George Romero. I met his. I got to talk to his son once. I helped him out with their technical problems, then called them back because I wanted to make sure that their computer was okay. But they were working on. They were in pr full production for a fucking movie. I'm really sorry that George Romero died because he really affected my life and had such a profound impact on on me directly because of these zombie movies. Oh my God! It is so. So sad. I don't know these people, so it doesn't matter. It's like, and we'll get into that one too. I don't know if you've noticed this, but your cynicism, your predictable cynicism with certain topics. Fuck you! Fuck you and your fucking bullshit with your your predictable cynicism. I I say this all the time because here, this is exactly what I was looking for. This is what I watched. I. Don't get it. I don't get why we have to eulogize people that we don't know. Well, we want to call it a eulogy. Yeah. Well, we gotta. We have to talk about them because of whatever. I'm not asking you to play the bells, man. No, you are. You really are. I just wanted to talk about something news related, and you fucking turn into something else. I, no, you you did. No, you turn into this fucking agenda, man. I did bullshit. I didn't turn it into an agenda. What I did was. You're the one that brought it up, and I asked My you why. My agenda is an eulogy, apparently. I asked you why. You said, I said, do we have to talk about this? Yes, we have to talk about this. I was like, why? 
And then you came up with some fucking... Oh, right. I've still got to, got to prove myself. Okay, sorry. Because I want to talk about it. That is There we go. Is that good enough? No. <laughs> Fucker. Oh, my God. She has Soviet, Soviet chastity belt. <laughs> Brock Samson getting pissed off. I really wanted that Poonani. A lot of vagina or whatever it is. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but she's she becomes... <laughs> They're both for him. This is the Orange County Militia Bonerific man They're wearing a bunch of oranges on their head But Yeah okay if you want to talk about it That's fine (laughs) Thank you I was waiting for you to get on with it (laughs) Because you find this shit so important I, I like George Romero, man. The, the, he's the the guy that got people interested in zombie movies. And it, Do you know why he got people interested in zombie movies? Because he was tired of making sofa commercials. No. Why? George Romero started the zombie movie because he tried to get the rights to doing, like, Dracula, let's say. It was a vampire movie. I don't know if it was Dracula or Nosferatu or whatever. Nosferatu. And he couldn't get the rights to the movie, so he's, he switched vampires to zombies. Mm-hmm. And there you go. That's where it came from. Cool. And he had his own little political, you know, social uh, commentary and shit. And it, it, it was always going to be a social political commentary, depending on, you know, regardless of who, who what movie he made. It was always going to be the same thing. Saying that I don't, I can't, I can't recall hearing about a lot of directors back at that time period that would do social commentaries like that. Most of them, most. Most B movie directors did. So uh, whether whether people got it or not is a whole different story. It, it, so when he look, he did, there was like a what was it a twenty year gap in between him making zombie movies, and then he finally came out with Land of the Dead in like two thousand four or something. Well, there's another reason for that too, and the guy that helped him, like his the guy that produced the movies, like own tried fucking. St- Stole the inf- stole the shit or whatever. Yeah, like the first movie, the original Night of the Living Dead is like public domain or something. No, it's owned. It's literally owned by the producer, I believe. Yeah, because because there's like a bunch of companies, different companies that have like packages that movie and sold it. Yeah, but it's not public domain. Something like that. Shit. Anyway, it's not. It's not public domain. George, George Romero doesn't own it. Yeah, he can't make any profit well, off of it. You know. And the guy that does own it, you know, has that's what he did. Well, the other thing is this: um, when the '80s came around, yeah. and you saw the next Return of the Living Dead or whatever, the George Romero movie, that was a remake of the original movie. And then, oh, the Night of the Living Dead, 1990, with Tony Todd, that is the remake of the original. Right, but there was another one. There was there was the Return of the Living Dead in 1984, like, 85. And that was like a, a non-canonical. Um, it was uh, like a, you know, I guess you call it unauthorized sequel kind of thing. The Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. I have that I have that one and the second one. Yeah, Dan O'Bannon. Got part two when I was a kid. And we, we got to watch that for free every day, all day, because uh, my uncle was stealing cable. So we had the, the pay-per-view where the, the channel would like fucking out every five seconds and then come right back I would watch movies like Return of the Living Dead Part 2 and I so out of my zombie nostalgia I finally bought it on DVD it's not on Blu-ray still 
because there's all these copyright issues with the music and shit. Um, I bought it on DVD and I watched it again. And oh my God, it is not... It's the same fucking movie, but the way it hits me is completely different. It, it, it used to give me fucking nightmares when I first saw it back in 87. Right. You know, I was like nine years old at the time or close to 10. And, and this time I'm watching, I'm like, dude, this movie's fucking horrible. It sucks. It's not scary. The pacing is fucking off. The, the you don't care about no other character. It, the fucking whole movie was a waste of time. Even the humor was mostly poorly done. I, I, I that's one of those movies that we're getting old and, and, and it just completely changes the way you see it. Right. Well, there's certain ones that don't. Oh, that's right. Okay, this is what he wanted. To do. Um, Romero wanted to do I Am Legend. Okay. And he couldn't get the rights to I Am Legend, so he turned the vampires into zombies. Okay. And set it in Pittsburgh instead of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, anyway, uh, I, I, the thing about George Romero for me was when he started doing... When he came back with Land of the Dead, I was rooting for the guy. I even after work, I left uh, that day and I went to... Uh, instead of going home, I went to the theater um, in Roseville and I watched Land of the Dead because it was only in theaters for like a week. It, you know, it was a very limited production. And... Uh, I, I just rooted for the guy. I was like, oh, he's doing zombie movies again, especially because of the success of the Dawn of the Dead remake a year before, right? So this was, this was in 2005. And I thought I said, it said 2004, but it was 2005 when Land of the Dead came out. And, right. and so then and then he had the other movies that came out after that that were connected. There was uh, Diary of the Dead and Survival of the Dead. At Survival of the Dead, I rented it, and I didn't care for it, so I haven't spent money on it. But the Diary of the Dead was cool because it, it was the first movie to do the, the handheld camera perspective zombie movie. And because it was done by Romero, even though there's things that were already cliched by then with zombie movies, there were still some original um, special touches that only Romero could do in the film. So it still made it watchable and entertaining. Uh, I was rooting for the guy to keep on doing it, you know? Like maybe he has something else he could still tell about his Living Dead films that no one else could or something. And so, yeah, I always wanted to see him, you know, either collaborate with more people like, like Simon Pegg you know, and Nick Frost, because um, they they are um, Simon Pegg and the um, and I think Edgar Wright, where they they're huge fans of Romero, and they even they even filmed cameo scenes in Land of the Dead and stuff. Uh, there's just yeah, there's just a lot of cool things that it would have been cool if uh, if he had uh, was able to do, but you know, not enough people spend money on his movies, so it is what it is. The guy's still a legend in the business. Uh, oh, the other one, this like I said, this is just fucking something to talk about on the news, man. I. Uh, oh, it is public domain. Walter Reed Organization neglected to place a copyright indi- indication on the prints. Copyright law required a proper notice to work for a work to maintain a copyright. Image 10 displayed such a notice on the title frames of the film beneath the original title, Night of the Flesh Eaters. The distributor removed the statement when it changed the title. Because of public domain, the film is sold on home video by many distributors. Yep. As of 2017, Amazon.com lists copies of Night of the Living Dead, numbering 18 on VHS, 219 on DVD, 10 on Blu-ray, 44 on Amazon. The original film is available to view for free, such as Internet Archive, Hulu, and YouTube. As of 2217, the Internet Archive's most downloaded film with 2.8 million. There's other reasons. There's other things. There's something about John Russo and uh, George Romero as well. That's a fucking hit. $30 million worldwide, and it only costs a hundred thousand to make. Yep, that's a hell of a profit turnaround. Yeah, well, we just finished. <laughs> um, I think there's a feud between those two. Okay, so um, 
Yeah, and the only other one that I noticed that died was Martin Lando. I, I, dude, I totally forgot about this fucking guy. Um, I, I, I mentioned him because there was a couple things I saw him in that I really liked him. I, um, I remember him playing villains in old westerns, uh, and uh, of course, in pl- playing uh, Bela Lugosi and Ed Wood, which he, it was looked, re- as he was really good in that. And he, yeah, I mean, he deserved the Oscar, but there was just. But he also knew Bela Lugosi. Yeah, but there was one person that it, to this day it bugs me that that was also nominated for an Oscar that year for Best Supporting Actor, and he should have won it over Bela Lugosi, and that was uh, Samuel L. Jackson for Pulp Fiction. Um, that out of all the performances that year for Best Supporting Actor, that one was over time more memorable than than even Martin Landau playing Bela Lugosi. I, Jules Winfield is like the the fucking ultimate character in that movie, even though he's only a supporting actor. Right. Um. So. There, I, I, yeah, I just more. I always, and I also like Martin Landau in um, uh, what was it, uh, Rounders. He was he was really good as a supporting character in Rounders, and then also uh, he played a character in the 1998 X Files um, movie that was in theaters um, called Fight the Future, um, which was cool because it was like they were you know it, them putting Martin Landau in in, a, in an X Files movie kind of validated it. It was like oh this isn't just nerd stuff. You know, we got Martin fucking Landau in this shit. It got an Oscar winner, so that was cool. So yeah, just want to mention two two uh, two guys that you know gave a lot to the business. That's it. <coughs> All right. All right. So um, let's end this one. All right, because I need to go visit something white and shiny and cold. All right. And so, uh, I wanted to uh, bring this up because there's a big problem with Romero versus Russo, the two guys that created and directed Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. So even though Night of the Living Dead is most most commonly associated with George Romero. It was actually a collaboration between him and John Russo. After Night of the Living Dead was released, the two began to talk about the process of writing a sequel. However, creative differences arose between the two as they wanted to go in very different directions. Since the movie was in the public domain, both were legitimately writers of the first film. They both agreed to go their own way with it and create two separate series. Russo retained the rights to the Living Dead moniker and Romero would go on to use Of the Dead in his films. Romero created the direct direct and official sequels to the film Dawn, Day, Land, Diary, Survival. Each treated the Night of the Living Dead as a real event and built directly from it. Russo initially wrote Return of the Living Dead as a more direct sequel, but after he teamed up with director Dan O'Bannon, the story was rewritten drastically to differentiate it from Romero's movies, which had already been going on for some time. Then you have Night of the Living Dead. Not as a true event, but as a movie based on a real event, namely a military experiment gone wrong and follows the plot years after the incident. That's where you get the, the weird kooky-looking zombie that was in the you know 55-gallon drum. Yeah. <laughs> Russo released a novelization of the movie that follows the shooting script much more closely. The film also spawned a series of sequels, you know, part two, part three, Return of the Living Dead, Necropolis, Return of the Living Dead, Rave from the Grave. Russo's movies also differed greatly from Romero's and more than just their treatment of the source material where Romero's films were more serious and also intended as social commentary, in particular consumerism and capitalism. Russo's films in particular, the first one, were more slapstick and humorous. Um, they didn't get along. There was, <laughs> there was other issues. There, there's, there was a fucking feud from what I, I thought I had read that. Romero, just not happy with what Russo did, he was also not happy with the fact that, you know, he got fucked on Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I mean, you guys should have made tens of millions of dollars by now off of it if, if not more yeah he was always struggling yeah so um all right so anyway <laughs> thank you for tuning into another yep. episode of this show sucks 
Venture Brothers Edition. www.acoupleofaveragejoes for all the latest and what's going on with everything. Yes. I, I may not have a job soon. <laughs> but we'll talk more about that on the next podcast. Yes. So, I'm me. You, you are you. you. Say la vie. I do. Yeah, I do. Alright, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't. 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 I